you saw it or you didn't see it, John? I saw. I watched the whole performance. Or do you not remember if you saw it or not? No, I, I saw. The, I saw the whole performance. Memory a little bit hazy. I, was I, it, John? I was dancing around. The, lack of lucidity in your uh, brain right now, John. I'm very. I don't know what any of those things mean, but mm. I was very with it at that point. Mm. Proud of you, John. I'm proud of you. The devil on your shoulder is proud of you, John. The angel on your shoulder. And who's who? What is it? You're the devil. I'm the devil. I mean, you for the sake of this discussion. <sighs> John's been uh, engaging in dry January, and uh, it was clean. He's been clean for what, four days, five. It was five days. He was with me on the no booze team, and he took it upon himself to give up the tree as well. And I've I tried all weekend to be a uh, a resource for you. You to, were, you were. This this. Uh, I feel like I feel like this is my personal disappointment because I let you down somehow. I, um. I don't think you let me down. I sent a uh, a group text to you and Seth last night. I, w- I went to the gym right from here, and I killed it at the gym, and I was leaving feeling so good. And I think that's a – it almost let me, like, have a peek into, like, an addict's mind because I think that's how it happens. You you get to a point to where you feel so good that you almost want to reward yourself with the thing that you're trying to stay away from. That makes sense. So I got out of the gym feeling so damn good that I had made up my mind – that I was going to break my dry January when I got home. So I sent a text to you and in, in, uh, in Seth, and neither of your responses were stopped me. Well, I mean, it's not our job. No, it's not. Absolutely, it's not. Let me look back at this. Yeah, what? I don't remember what I said. Neither. Hold on one second. By the way, what what had you feeling so good at the gym? What did you do? It wasn't. It wasn't about. It wasn't about exactly what I did. I did some cardio and I was in the sauna. Like I just felt really good leaving there. Good. I'm up, oh yeah. Oh, I didn't even respond. Oh no, I did. I said oh I I, yeah, I absolutely yeah, your, responded. Yeah, your response was was well, it was almost a two part response that I felt Okay. I was well, looking for a way out. And you, you I feel like you gave me one. I gave you one by saying I'm still on the prove to yourself you can do it side, but do what brings you happiness. Well, yeah, I guess I gave you an out. What did I say in that, by the way? Did I say anything? Yeah, you said do it right now, you loser. <laughs> you know you're gonna succumb anyway, you you dick. No, you said uh you said uh, Hogan and Flair. Oh no, that was uh, that was uh, that was John. Uh, Did I not write back? It's too much pain for you, and prom queen isn't enough. Yeah, see, prom queen is the flavor of vape juice that uh, John was employing for the very brief weekend where he was not burning trees. Five days, five days through a weekend. So, I want you to make the decisions that bring you the most joy. Right, and. If you, after a few days of sobriety, said to yourself, uh, "Hey, you know, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to ingest tree once again," then, then if that brings you joy, then I feel like this is such a like a. Did it bring you joy? Uh, how was uh, it? I gotta tell you. And what'd you do? The, what'd you watch while you're high? The universe did everything that it possibly could to stop me and somehow it didn't work out somehow it, the, the timing just didn't work out explain so without going into too much detail of exactly the, the way it all went down i i got home and i prepared things uh and then i was i was i was waiting to see if just me preparing things was going to be enough to like hold me over like maybe i just missed that missed cere- routine like that ceremonial act like yeah. maybe i just missed that i get that so I did that, and then um, I waited a little bit, and, and long story short, I, I broke down. I, I had my moment. I, I cracked. Hell yeah. So then, without exaggeration, mm-hmm. 
I I grabbed my phone mm. to take a picture of that had already was from earlier right. of the prepared preparedness. Yes. And when I picked up my phone, so this is within 30 seconds of of uh of ingesting. Of ingesting. Yes. And I pick up my phone and um I have a uh, a message on my phone. A message on your phone. And this is within a minute. Okay. Of you doing it. As yeah. if the universe itself had said, here is what I think about your decision. And, and, and if I would have checked my messages just a few minutes earlier, because yes. the message came in at 326. Sure. Hi, John. I've been listening to the show today, and I wanted to let you know you are not alone in your desire to control the tree activity in your life. Oh. I've been a lover of the tree for the last 15 years of my life. Every day, almost all day. I perform well at work, but I started feeling I couldn't function without it. It started as a 30-day journey on 1119 as well. I know we aren't friends. I'm just a li- I'm just a listener. But your struggle is shared, and we can help each we can help each other, uh, or we can help each other hold help hold each other count accountable. So I read that, and I'm like, I'm. I immediately felt like the universe put that there for me to read before before I did what I did. Well, it was, but it was too late. It when was you read it was it. too late. And then you're high. And then I'm just in that moment, like, kind of beating myself up, and then. It gets 20,000 times worse. What could get worse than some impassioned message saying you are not alone, which is this Michael Jackson song, by right. the way. And written by R. Kelly. What? Yeah. No, it wasn't. Yeah, this song was written by R. Kelly. Well, I can't play it any longer. That's how I got all that cage money. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. It's it's in the. I learned that in the Surviving R. Kelly. Oh, I, I, I had no idea. I haven't watched the whole. Okay, but continue. <sighs> this part actually physically, mentally hurt me. To be, I'm being 100% honest. Sure, I know. I believe you. So, um... My, my whole phone drama that I've been talking about, I, lo- I left my phone at my parents. In and the so, yard. In the right. yard. Yeah. So it had my case on it. So my mom was going to mail it to me. And we've been waiting. It was supposed to be there in like two to three days. And it, it showed up yesterday. It was sitting on the counter right when I got home. Right. So right when I got home, I pulled the phone out and I pulled the case off and put it on my phone. Yeah. So right after I get that message, I show it to my fiance and I say, damn it. If I could have just got that message a couple minutes earlier. No sooner than I say that, she grabs the box that I had just pulled my phone out of a few minutes before that. Right. And it's got a handwritten note from my mom that I have with me in my hand. Oh, no. You brought the note for evidence. Yeah. That says, um, love you. Good luck with the new you. You can do it. Wishing you a healthy and prosperous new year. Love your mom. Man, we didn't even get to the worst part. That's not the worst part? Uh-uh. What's the worst part, Seth? Well, I mean, John had to blaze the trees so he could watch the tribute to Mean Gene on Monday Night Raw last night by the Hulkster himself. Hulkamania was running wild for Mean Gene? <sighs> so, I mean, that in my head, I had been thinking, you know... When I text you guys and you said, yeah. I said, I, I have to do this tonight, you know, this is the way Mean Gene would have wanted it. Yeah. I, I don't think Mean Gene would have wanted it that way, just um, so you know. I don't think it's fair to, to, to say that Mean Gene Okerlund would have wanted you to blaze tree to watch his tribute. So then I'm already in a, in a state of, uh, you know, depression and feeling like I've let the world down. And then I've got to sit there and watch this full length, you know, five minute video package of the history of Mean Gene. Hulk Hogan's cutting a promo. Uh, he's speaking to Gene in heaven and listing off all the wrestlers that have died over the past 20 years. It was a rough night. So how do you feel now that you did that? Um, 
If you had to describe your your emotions in a few adjectives, what would they be? Has the disappointment worn off? It was weird because all the things made me feel really bad, but the actual act in that moment felt so minor to me. Does that make sense? No. Like, it didn't feel like a big deal. Okay. And I don't know how to make the connection between the things that made me feel really down and depressed about that. Right. But the once I looked at what I actually had done, it didn't feel like a big deal. That being said, you know, there's a certain level of disappointment. Disappointment. I get that. I've been there a bunch of times through the years. You'll either decide, hey, I'm not going to beat myself up over doing something that makes me happy that really isn't all that harmful. Or you'll decide, you know what? I need to prove to myself again that I can live a happy life for a little while without this. You do what brings you the most joy. And, you know, I don't exactly know what that is now. But I can say this, albeit a five-day experience, it's been my only five-day experience like this in a extended period of time. I feel like I did learn some things about myself. And, and maybe moving forward, uh, you know, things will be different. But I just... And what did you learn about yourself during that lengthy five-day well, um, sobriety well, time? You say that in, in, in a condescending manner. Yes, oh yes, definitely. But when you haven't done even five days, I mean, right. if, you, if, you had a, if you had somebody who was, it, I hate to compare it to heroin, but if somebody stayed clean from heroin for five days for the first time in 15 years, right. it'd be kind of a big deal. Sure. So I think that albeit we're not talking about something so serious, I looked at that five-day period as... As kind of a big deal. Okay. And I think it just, it showed me that I can do it. Right. But maybe that I'm. That you don't want to. Not only that I'm, that I don't want to, but I'm weaker than I thought. Well, let me help you out here. I don't necessarily think that it's a weakness per se. You have to really not want to do it to commit to not wanting to do it. You don't really not want to do it. You just want to prove to yourself that you can live it, without it. That's absolutely true. Because right. every and, and that was the thing, uh, you know, through those long five days, I would talk about it and say I was going to do it like constantly. Like we would go out to eat over the weekend, and I'm like, oh, when I get home, I'm da 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 da. I'm doing this, and I was joking. I didn't really mean it, right? But I clearly wanted. That's what I wanted to do. So sure. And people will only get, and you don't need to be clean, by the way. It's a medicine for Christ's sake. But people only get clean when they truly want to be clean. Like when you're forced to go into rehab, whether it's legally or your family makes you do it, you're going to relapse unless you really personally want to be sober and clean. You might not like yourself when you're sober and clean. So that's why you're using drugs, alcohol, food, sex, whatever. To cloud your mind into thinking that you're happy. But you, John, are a happy dude in general. At least you portray one. And if that brings you joy and happiness and you know it's not a problem for you, then do it. Well, and I'll say this has been something that's been ingrained in me since I was little. And I don't know if it's a problem or just the way that I am. I always live my life with the next thing to look forward to. Sure. Like I need that just... Always the next mentality, w whatever that is. If it's a if it's a trip six months from now, yep. and in a daily process, that's kind of the thing at the end of the day yep. that I just kind of look forward to. Sure, and that's probably not a. That's, I don't I don't know if that's a good thing to have in life, but uh, with without eating anything bad at all, uh, without 
drinking, which I don't really care about. But without that, it's tough. Look, when you look at the things you could be doing that are so harmful for you at the end of the day, a cigarette, a cigar, a pizza, a bottle of bourbon, uh, any heroin, cocaine. Getting stressed out. Getting Right, exactly. Like like, like punching things, getting violent. This, which is prescribed as a medicine in our state and many others – and is available recreationally throughout the United States of America, even though the feds still have it as a Schedule One drug, um, there are worse things you could be doing. But you have to be at peace with your decision. And, and that is going to determine whether you want to do this again or whether you're perfectly comfortable going, you know what, after I work all day and I have to deal with the fact that my company doesn't show enough faith in me to make me a full-time employee and I bust my ass. I'm just proje- I'm yeah, projecting yeah, yeah, you yeah, might yeah. have these thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, hypothetical. You know, uh, you know they, they, my company doesn't show enough. They see they like me, but they don't want to pay me five days a week and give me benefits and all that. So do they really like me? I don't know. You know, you're going through all this stuff and then you you, you light up a fatty to, to maybe medicate a little bit and meditate a little bit. Ain't a damn thing wrong with it, Holmes. I appreciate that. And, and you know, that's just the, there's a lot of things that I need to look in the mirror on and, and just figure out what exactly I want to do. And, and, and maybe at the end of the day, maybe it is truly a medicine to me. And, and that's just something that maybe I'm trying to figure out through this process as well. Was when you were when you were doing the tree before the five days started, my, my only issue with it, if, if we're just being real, is if it's it's hindering your motivation and if that if that was part of it, I could totally understand. That. I would support you not doing it. I don't know if that's the case, but I feel like that might have been a small reason of why you wanted to to kind of put it to the side for a minute. I always, I mean, I've been under motivated in certain a certain way, probably my entire life. You know what I mean? Like right. going back to high school, I was a C student. You know, pushing me to the next level was always something that I that I needed. So you know, new year, new me. You're thinking about things like that. What can I do to make this year different than every other year? Right. So I don't know if that's had a consistent impact on that aspect of my life, but I wanted to know, and I still want to know. Yep. And I didn't. It was five days, but I didn't feel anything that made me say, you're a new man. And maybe it needed to be 15 days. Maybe it needed to be 30 days for me to get to that point. But, um, you know, that was that was on my mind when this when this when I started this. I will say as someone who's quit that for a couple of years, several times, getting past the first 30 days was the most difficult thing I'd ever been through. Getting through 60 days, just as difficult and then getting through 90 days, it became really, really easy. Now, would I miss it when I'm at a party and people are doing it? Hell freaking yeah, I would. But I felt a lot better about myself that I was more motivated. I didn't need the crutch of getting high every day. And it felt amazing. But now I could do it and I wouldn't be upset with myself at all because I got a freaking job. I'm working out twice a day. Like, if I decide to do that to reward myself... Why am I going to beat myself up? And that's the thing, too, and it's probably some sort of self-justification, but I tell my, like, everything could be better. Like, there are a lot of things in my oh, yeah. life that could be better. Sure. Uh, but at the end of the day, I feel that way as well, you know? Yep. I, I come in here every day. I feel like I could probably do better in other areas, but overall, you know, I do a good job and things are moving forward in my life in some manner. So I have solace in that, but... uh. You know, it's just a, it's it's kind of a weird thing to deal with. Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five and eight hundred seven seven one one two five. Hello, caller from the nine zero seven. Who are you? Uh, this is John. Hey, John, where are you calling? Or where is the nine zero seven? Just so I don't have to look uh, it up. 
Yeah, it's an Alaska area code. I'm down here in Florida, though. I lived up there for a while. Nice. I was in the Army, so. Cool. I was up in Alaska. What's up? But, um, yeah, I was just talking about the whole, uh, listening to you guys talk about the whole quitting trees thing. Like, I'm kind of in a similar situation now where, uh, you know, I'm trying to quit. Like, um, I, I got out of the Army, and I was dealing with a lot of uh, stuff, and the VA had put me on all these medications that were just jacking me up. Right. So I ditched all that, and I started smoking you know, some good old fashioned trees and mm-hmm. it's helped me out up to this point. You know, I'm able to sit down and think about everything that's going on without all the side effects of medication. Sure. But, uh, fast forward, I just graduated school with a, uh, a license, like a federal license to work on airplanes and you can, there's a zero tolerance policy for that. So I'm right. working through, yeah, just trying to quit all this. You know, I started on the first, tried to go a day, made it probably eight hours. So, like, just hearing everything John was just talking about, like, I don't know, it's kind of helping me out. But uh, Here's the thing. Let me ask you this. Channel. Do you just have to take a pre-employment, or are you randomly popped when you go into the field you're going into? It's a uh, pre-employment, and then they do random. Oh, so see, if there's an incident part. or just random. So, like, because it's, it's federal. It's like, not like radio. Yeah. Here, yeah. yeah, I guess I can understand where they'd want to randomly drug test people who are yeah. working on planes and crap. Yeah. Man, here's I the thing. I, too, I feel such a okay, I feel such I, sympathy for you guys who have gone through the VA program. You don't want to go on the opioids that they prescribe you because of, A, the dependency issues, and B, what they do to your mind and body. So you find an organic substance that is now legal medically in the state of Florida for those who need it, and you can't legally take the medicine that helps ease the symptoms that a doctor has said that medicine will help simply because of this, quite frankly, the archaic views on marijuana when it comes to this country. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, I get this deep, like, I don't know, I get mad about myself at the end of the day for smoking, you know, even though there's nothing wrong with it, it's way better than the alternative of, uh, you know, pills and stuff. But at the whole random drug testing thing too like i get that but at the same time like they should have you know like instead of testing for use it should be if you're high at work and not just like you know if you smoked within the past 30 days because that's what they're testing for like yeah it's just a messed up system and i hear you i'm just trying to get through it work my way around but yeah just uh hearing john talk about having something to look forward to like that's something i never even thought about so Right I got a goal. I'm just going to keep working for that. But yeah, Good. thanks for uh, thanks for the talk. Yeah, Good man. Talk. Thank you for the talk, man. Appreciate you. There are there are ten thousand guys in his position who, through their job, aren't able to use something that provides them with comfort. And I don't I don't know where that goes. Well, because quite frankly, if you're a school bus driver, I don't want you high at work. But I also don't give don't give a rat's fat ass if you're getting high on the weekend. So then, what we got to drug test you to make sure you're never. Not even getting high. Let me eliminate that. Using cannabis. They're going to continue to have to change and look at all their policies with the medicine and with it being full-on legal. I think, But I, I don't ever think there's going to be uh – uh, I don't think there's going to be a, a conversation to where we're talking about letting people that handle children ever ingest weed. You're probably right. It's unfortunate. We should force them to. Drew Grubb Alive, hello. Hey, it's, uh, how's it going, guys? What's up, dude? Nothing much. So you made me think of something, Drew, when you said the whole 30, 60, 90 day. Um, I've been a pretty avid smoker since, you know, 14, 15 years old. I'm 24 now. Um, 
I got arrested and was on probation, Ooh. and uh, I went nine months without smoking, pretty wow. much cold turkey. Man. Um, and the day I got off probation, I got high. So, I mean, it, it definitely wasn't, you know, <laughs> hard per se. I had to do it. I had no choice. Right. But, um, you know, it wasn't something that after not doing it for nine months, I was like, yeah, I don't need to do this anymore. Right. Um, and and I think that honestly... <laughs> Whether you want to call it a physiological dependency or whether you want to call it it helping you deal with anxiety and other issues, some people, their brain is just programmed to be okay on cannabis, you know? And, and like yeah. when, when, we, when we use terms like getting high, people lump it as a drug, but when you, when you go see a doctor now and you can check out choicemedgroup.com, they're a sponsor, you can go to a doctor, tell them what you're dealing with, and the doctor will determine... If it could help you, probably there are a lot of people who he looks at and goes, you know what? No, I'm sorry. This is, this is not going to help you. But other people, if you're dealing with chronic pain, anxiety, depression, they might look at it and go, give it a shot. Better than these pills that Big Pharma puts together that are going to do this to your brain and that to your liver. Drew Grubb alive. Hello. From the 863. Hey. Hi. I just got one thing to say. Okay. Quick fix. Never failed. Quick fix? Quick fix. I've never failed. Uh, drug yeah, we, testing, we heard you yeah. the first time, sir. If you could just tell us what that is, that'd be super. Uh, it's a way around steak. A way around steak? Uh, did you just say? Uh, it's, it's a way around. It's it's like oh. fake urine. Oh. It, it, it still has urethra and... Everything they look. Damn, thank you. I don't think it has urethra in it, but thank you. 727-579-1025. Now, uh, what do you do? Are you still uh, smoking the prom queen? Uh, you no. are, are you? No, no, okay. no, no, no. And that was another thing that I said in, in like in my head, uh, self-justification process. I'm like, I have no idea what the hell is in this thing. Right. This thing over here grows naturally from the earth. And this, it, I don't know what the hell this is. I didn't want to say that to you yesterday when you were, you know, still on Team No Smoke. But personally, as your friend, I'd rather see you ingesting a known substance than prom queen. And the known substance is is cannabis. You know what it's going to do to you. You don't know what that prom queen's doing to you. Prom queen ever do anything good for anybody? Mm. You've been one day clean from the prom queen, John? Yeah. That's what we really need to get you weaned off. Drew Grubb Alive, who are you? Uh, Mike. Hi, Mike. How you doing, Drew? Good, man. Thank you. Hey, first time caller, four year listener since I moved to Florida. Can I uh, compliment you quick before I get into this? Yes, please. Uh, uh, my wife and I came up and had brunch with you up in Wesley Chapel. Yeah. And I tried to say hi to you, and you were busy. You were done for the day. You were walking out. You saw me in the parking lot. You still came over and uh, asked me my name, shook me my hand, and spent a few minutes with me. And I really, really appreciate that. Because uh, I, I love your show and I love you. You know you're calling Drew Garabo, right? Like, no, I, I, I definitely I remember. It was at Noble Crust out there in Wesley Chapel, and I remember because I had seen you in the parking lot, and I went, "Oh my God, there's a the guy who tried to talk to me," and I was frigging uh, held up talking to these two girls. So, uh, so thank you for the opportunity, and thanks for saying that. That was very nice of you. It was really, really a pleasure to meet you guys. Well, it really was, and thank you for that. And I want to tell you about my little cannabis issue here. I was just in the hospital in November. I had a bone infection I was in for eight days. I'm diabetic, and they had me on uh, morphine. They had me on 15 milligrams of uh, 
Oxy mm. all at the same time. And they gave me two scripts when I left. And I have now been honest about my daily marijuana use because it does help me. And I don't want to get hooked on opiates. And I've had three different doctors tell me to go ahead and smoke the marijuana, but they can't prescribe it for me. And, of course, it's illegal, so I have to go do this illegally and take a chance in getting caught and fined and jailed and everything just to keep the pain level low. And it's a crying shame that this is happening in Florida and in America. That sucks. Wait, you doctor said it was illegal for them to prescribe it to you? Uh, none of those doctors, the three doctors, had... Uh, what they needed to write the script for. Oh. Had, I got uh, you. Because so, I was going to say, dude, like, and I'm not just pimping them because they're a sponsor, but if you go to choicemedgroup.com, they have physicians there, and they will they will definitely help you through the process. You said choicemed.com? Choicemedgroup.com, and, sure. uh, and, and tell them I sent you. Good company, good people over there. Drew, thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Thanks oh, yeah. for the time on the, on the radio. Have a great day, sir. Yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, you know. It took them a, a million different hoops to jump through legally so they could even advertise on our radio station. But, And I don't know. I, one thing I've been thinking about as well is, you know, I like to keep it as, as real as real can be. Like, I don't know if sharing it with everybody helped me in the end because I felt like I felt like. Were you hoping it would? Yes. I thought that telling everybody, including my parents and the listening world and you guys would would like help keep me accountable. Right. And I think at the end of the day, it made me think about it more and right. it made it more pressure than maybe it was. The more Not you, saying that was the reason. No, no, no. But the more you think and talk about it, the more it's front of mind. Right. And you're going to do it. Now with me, I talk quite a bit just with my girlfriend about not drinking because I, it's all positive reinforcement. Like, hey, we were able to get up and do something today because I didn't drink last night. And I, I do not miss drinking and I don't know when I'm going to do it again, if ever. Drew Grab Alive, hello. Hey, Drew, it's Jack. How are you? Hey, Jack, what's happening? I just wanted to touch base with you guys. You know, um, this whole cannabis thing, it saved my life. I, I actually mm. I have my own website now. Uh, I've been uh, selling seeds all over America, and um, a lot of places have a hard time getting seeds because uh, it just they have a hard time. So Florida, we still have seeds in our cannabis. So I've been working backwards, growing it, and identifying like indica, sativa, and it's taken over my world. I love everything about it. I'm starting to make a profit. Cool. Yeah, Neat. I love it. Sweet. All right, good yeah, to know. Thanks, cool, man. Yeah. Appreciate you flossing on the yeah. radio today, man. Thank you. You're a super cool guy. 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. Burn that sativa. I'm an indica man myself. Like a blend. Drew Grubb alive. Hello. Drew, how you doing? What's up? Not much, man. Yeah, I had a little story myself. I was getting prescribed this um, Suboxone, and I asked the doctor and everything. And um, Suboxone is one of the, don't, and I, only because I've researched, that's one of those uh, inhibitors that you take it, heroin uh, addicts take it so that they can't get high if they do shoot up. Is that right? No, not necessarily yeah, heroin awesome. addicts. I, well, was addicted to, I was addicted to uh, Percocets, too. Any type of opiate, too. You're wrong, Drew. Okay, you know, I, was, I was absolutely <laughs> right, and you could have well, said no, that. Yeah, you probably don't, you know, a lot of people don't understand that either, and I, you know, I understand why they, you, you, know, know, you research it yeah. on the computer. Yeah, I'm with you, man. All right, go ahead. But, you know, what this actor was telling me, too, was, um, you know, if you take... I just um, looked at the delay because I was going to call him a... Oh, uh, yeah. no, he's a yeah. survivor. Yeah, all right, go on. I'm sorry. I did... No, I, I didn't do a lie, baby, but it does help. And it, you know, I, he's been weaning me off and off and on. I'm on like two milligrams a day, and I, you know, I ran into this whole Colgan. He was down in Venice. 
uh, at this um, off the wagon, and I, it was it's, it's actually a weird, funny story. I'll take that bet. And, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I mean, he's a real man of the people, a great guy, and he was buying drinks to everybody at the bar, and I you know I don't drink or that. Come on, dude. Should have known right Come away. Come on, man. Should have known right away, dude. I am surprised. Should have yeah. known right away. I, I'm surprised. At I, what? That he took that turn? No. Oh. That you let him take the turn. Uh, I saw that. That was a mile away. Uh, he, he told nine different stories within 14 seconds of being on the phone. And I've been to Off the Wagon in Venice before, and I know the Hulkster would never go in a place like that. <laughs> or do anything like <laughs> that guy said he would did. Like, all right, hang on if you're on the line. Take your stupid stories. Boy, we got sucked into some heartwarming stories about how cannabis has saved lives, and then boom, this guy just shoots on in and takes over the moment. I like this French author who's uh, catching heat for what he said about women uh, over 50. I mean, th- you've been saying this for years. I have not. I was wrong. <laughs> and I, I, this It's very offensive to the over 50 crowd. I love you older ladies. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.